Hi everyone, it's Teresa. Welcome back to My Harbor Home. Today, we're going to be talking about helping your children develop faith, develop their own faith, a faith that is personal and real to them. You know, no matter how faithful you are or how strong the faith of your parents is, you have got to help your child to see that faith must become their own, a personal relationship between them and their God through Jesus Christ. Now, I am often asked for tips of helping children engage their faith. And what I hear people say when they ask things like that is that this is an important aspect of their life. This is something that parents really want to get right. They understand that it would be easy to make faith development so boring that kids can't wait to escape it or the other way make your own faith such an overbearing topic that you're so pushy that your children don't feel that you're giving them any space to grow their own faith and there are so many ways to help your children see the joy of faithful living without being boring or overbearing you know, when my children were young, there was a big emphasis on family devotion time in Christian homes. There were a lot of books and lots of resources available for this. And the technique that was most often suggested was to read a devotion guide and a passage of scripture and then have prayer time each day after dinner or before breakfast or at some prescribed time of the day. Now there was only one problem really with this and that was that most of the resources were pretty boring. A lot of them were also sanctimonious in their tone and they didn't seem to me to be written by people who truly understood children. At least they didn't understand my children and a lot of moms I knew reported the same issue. So I adopted another technique and at the time I really thought that I wasn't doing it right when it came to uh, passing my faith along to my children. I was really hard on myself about raising my children in a Christian home. I didn't really have a strong example of how to do it. So I read and I listened to everything on the topic that I could find and then I tried to follow through on all of it my poor kids so eventually what I realized was that what worked was to simply keep organic faith conversations going now by organic conversations I mean that our faith was a topic which came up often and naturally as time went on, as we moved through our days, as we engaged day in, day out activities, we would just discuss faith, discuss the Lord, discuss how God engages with us, his creation. I very seldom sat my children down and insisted that we talk about religious things. This topic just came up organically as we observed our world and moved through our days. 
Organic conversations begin where you are. For example, when we were doing math problems, we were a homeschooling family, and as we would be working through mathematics, I would casually mention that only God could be in charge of something as simple as two plus two, and at the same time, something as complex as the theories developed by Pythagoras. And all of that would be exact and perfect every single time. Two plus two is always going to equal four. That level of perfection could only come from God. Mathematical studies are remarkable in that they're universal. They cut through all cultures. Math reminds me of when God called himself, I am. Because more literally what I am really means is I am being that which I am being. That makes me think of math. Math is being that which it is being. So we would engage conversations about God as we were doing other things. How God works in the field of mathematics. What was God's role in mathematics? Mathematics are are complex and hard for someone like me to wrap their mind around. Kind of like God. So we have to have faith in God. We just have to believe. So we also used the world itself to communicate the love and the wonder of God to the children. So when you see a rainbow in the sky, you can talk about how rainbows are formed. So rainbows are formed because the sun is passing through the water droplets in the air. Those water droplets act as prisms and they separate the light into all the component colors that exist within the light, separates them, and then projects those separate lights onto the clouds. And the clouds are like a movie screen. It works a lot like a movie projector. And once you've explained that, then you tell your children about the very first people that God showed a rainbow to. Talk about Noah and his faith how God was commanded Noah to save the animals of the earth from the great flood and how Noah obeyed. And that when the flood was over, God put the rainbow in the sky as a sign of his promise that he would never again destroy the earth with water. The rainbow is still a sign of God's great love for us. And on top of that, it's a great science lesson. So combine God and the world that you see around you. Of course, you want to make sure that your children understand the great events that are foundation to our faith, the birth of Jesus Christ to a virgin named Mary, his cruel death resurrection on the cross, his uh, sacrifice that was a one-for-all sacrifice, his blood being shed to carry the weight of our sin, also the Old Testament stories. David, the shepherd who was turned into a king. Moses, the prince who became a deliverer. Deborah, the prophet and judge who showed how to be strong and victorious. Peter, the disciple who denied Christ, but still 
was the rock on which our church was built. Paul endured tremendous hardships, and yet he preached and taught so that all the world could hear the gospel. But when you tell of these events, and this is the key, this is the point I want you to get if you don't get anything else. When you tell your children these great events and of these great heroes of our faith, remember that these are true and factual events. So if you don't know in your heart that these are historical truths and not just religious uh, fairy tales, you're going to tell these stories the way we tell the story of Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf. You're going to give them that uh, fairy tale tone and your children are going to recognize this. It's going to come through in the way you tell the story. Children are remarkably perceptive. They're going to know when you are telling them stories just to entertain them or to give them a morality lesson. But when you are speaking to your children about the life and the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, or when you're talking to them about the great Old Testament uh, figures who established the very foundation of our faith, you're connecting them to their history. And it just makes a huge difference in the way you tell the story, the tone you take, the words you use. So I'm going to demonstrate this to you. Think for just a moment about a historical event that you know to be true. The bombing of Pearl Harbor in 1941, the first powered flight taken by the Wright brothers back in 02, 03, 1902, 1903—I oh, can't remember when it was. But how do you tell your children about these events? Okay, now think about that for a moment. Now think for a moment about how we tell our children about the first Christmas. How do you tell about this? Do you explain it as a historical fact that is established? Or do you tell it like it's a sweet um, baby who was born in a barn and then laid in a comfortable manger surrounded by sweet cows? The difference is amazing and your children can tell. Now, as your children grow, the stories can grow as well. They can absorb more details with each passing year, and they can absorb more challenging details with each passing year. The elements to each of our primary Bible stories, many of them have some dark elements that we, rightfully so, shield our young children from. But as your children grow and mature, begin to bring in some of the darker elements and explain how God works through some of the more difficult, hard to listen to points of some of our uh, historical faith events. So it's important that your children understand that Their spiritual development is going to be developed in themselves. Help them to see this. Allow your faith to penetrate every part of your home. Deuteronomy 6-7 and Deuteronomy 11-19 are very clear 
talk to your children about the ways of God when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, when you get up. In other words, at all times, keep the words of God and the ways of God always on your lips, praising God at all times so that your faith isn't pigeonholed, but it is a way of, of penetrating every aspect of your life. You see, your children want to be connected to the faith of their ancestors. They want you to show them how it's done. They want to see you live your faith, show them the way that they can live out their faith. Thank you for joining me today in my Harbor home. You can read my blog, access some terrific freebies for your family, listen to my podcasts on my website, which you can find at www.joyfulharborhome.com.